hello and welcome to another episode of our beautiful, beautiful football podcast. This is the David O'Connor podcast and we will be talking football. Quick messages, well, I can't take all. I want to thank all of you who drop messages and I want to thank all of you who listen. Thank you so much for the listenership. Um, if you want to drop any message, we are live on Twitter. You can go to the David O'Connor pod. That's the handle on twitter of the podcast or you can hit me up directly at the david ocon yeah that's my handle on twitter let's head straight into business uh, because all three teams in the premier league all top three teams we have to say in the premier league did win during the course of the week uh very interesting result uh, chelsea hartford's victory against watford at vicarage road while for liverpool in the merseyside derby there were 4-1 victors Oh, they're on a roller coaster. Relentless performance, I have to say, there from Jurgen Club men. And um, for Manchester City, it was also another interesting uh, victory. Bernardo's goal. Oh, it made the difference in the end. And what a goal it was. Okay, let's start straight from the game between Newcastle and Norwich. Where they have uh, another game without a win for him. He's still searching for his first victory there in the Premier League. And that's the second time he was in the dugout. Uh, for Newcastle United, but it, it seems it's getting closer and closer. Um, they considered just once against Norwich. Of course, it was a game that was there for the taking. I have to say, any, any of them that could have won, uh, uh, could have, um, it, it should have been a, a booster to boost of them between Norwich and Newcastle, uh, which are the two bottom teams in the Premier League. It remains all square, and then it leaves us with so many questions, leaves me with so many questions rather than answers. I don't know if um, Newcastle will be able to survive the drop. We know they have a lot of money to spend uh, come the month of January. But for Dean Smith and uh, his Norwich team, another good result. He did not lose again and um, it's an important one for him. One point. And Newcastle later this weekend will be going to, will be at home to Burnley. So if they won that Ah, the games are not going to come easier for them. Burnley, although themselves are in the relegation zone, uh, you know, look a little bit more studier than Newcastle. And for Norwich, yeah, it's a big game for them. They'll be going to Tottenham and to the Tottenham Hotspur later. So I think it's a, it's a missed opportunity for Dean Smith and for Eddie Howe, just because none of them was able to walk away with the three points. For Leeds United, that late goal against Palace. Wow, it seems like a turning point for them because on Monday, Patrick Bamford played with the under-23, so it's looking ever likely that Bamford is going to be back for them and uh, eventually that they're going to get that relief. They've been really stretched by injuries and a lot of people, their fans say they have also been stretched by Marcelo Bielsa's stubbornness uh, to continue to maintain a very slim squad which has come back to haunt him uh, this season because of the injuries to many of their key players. They had a one new victory, an impressive one new victory uh, over Crystal Palace. Rafinha uh, got the goal there for them. Uh, Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace is not an easy team anytime, any day and the games are coming in thick and fast for him because his next trip after losing to Leeds away from home is that he'll be visiting Old Trafford uh, to take on Manchester United and United have a new manager as you already know, Rafinha. And um, it's going to be a big game, big game, big game, big game for Palace. They've won at Old Trafford 
last season and um, it's going to be a tough one. Ryan will be hoping to make a statement from the word go. Southampton against Leicester in the tour. Game kept going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but nobody was eventually able to still take all three points. Southampton struggling, struggling, I have to say, because um, they are short of results, good results uh, so far. So uh, this season, Watford, the game against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, this is it, this is it. Chelsea had to grind out this victory. And despite the fact that they were missing Jorginho, Sound guess started in place of him. And was hold off. I don't know. Sound guess is wow. How quickly players could um, become a liability all of a sudden. Uh, I don't want to admit that he has played his last game for Chelsea, but it was not a good performance. Mosuku had to take him out you know, at the end of the first half. And then. Wow, it's, it's a really difficult game. But one of the highlights of this game between Watford and Chelsea was Iman- Nigerian's Emmanuel Bonaventure Dennis. What a revelation he's proving to be. Uh, I'm talking about this um, in the context of the African Cup of Nations. Although re- European leagues have raised concerns uh, because of the spread of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Uh, but that being said, uh, Emmanuel Dennis is looking like such a revelation for Nigeria now because he's, he's going to it looks as if he'll be stepping into the, the boots of injured Victor Simmons and they'll be really lucky to have a player in such form stepping in um, just at the right time I have to say just at the right time they're so lucky Nigeria they have many good players and um, what a time for Emmanuel Dennis to hit from I think that's six, six or seven goals the goal he scored for Watford uh, we all lost. I, I, I thought he should have you know, taken the shot immediately, but he waited, took one step over. And a uh, good goal, good goal. But Chelsea are still league leaders. Uh, they had 20, they gave 20 minutes to Romelu Lukaku, who made uh, a cameo after, you know, he, after he also came up against Manchester United in that one-all draw. Um, Lukaku is back. And, uh, they've had some absentees. Mason Mount, well, he looked like a really refreshed player, uh, giving Watford, causing Watford a lot of trouble. But Lukaku is back, and Chelsea hope to finally, finally get that cruise. They, they, they've been lacking the cruise a little. It's not um, anything new. They are short of some players, like of Rhys James, Christiansen, uh, Ben Chilwell, Kovacic, Ngolo Conte, and then Jorginho joined. Um, so, a couple of players are missing. Uh, let's see, they are not the only people City are also struggling with a couple of players and injuries, especially hamstrings up and down the league um, so it's, it's, it, this is part of the game you know, they have to be champions they have to weather storms like this West Ham dropped points against Brighton this was a disappointing result for them because of course they, sh- they should have tried um, to close the gap between themselves and third place Liverpool the gap is now 6 points between um, West Ham and Liverpool and then it looks like Arsenal, who you know dropped points if they had won, have gone into the top four. So disappointing game for West Ham. Their next game is league leaders Chelsea. It's a London derby and it's an early game on Saturday. It's going to be a very interesting game because um, Chelsea are definitely not full strength, but West Ham are the kind of boogie team that Chelsea will not like to play when they are not full strength. And you know David Moy, a typical David Moy side is what this. Um, this season West Ham is they are physical they are strong they are quick on the break and then 
they have everything. Everything, the, the right mix of the spice to hurt Chelsea uh, is. Uh, but Chelsea, you know, as leaders, they have shown it time and time again this season that they can go on that stretch. They can grind results from from not so good performances like what they had at Watford. And then David Moyes will be relishing this opportunity. I have to say, he'll be really be bullish about it. Wolverhampton. Oh, this, this game was it was a no goal there. Um, Wolverhampton against Bournemouth was a really boring game. And then goal left. Manchester City against Aston Villa. Uh, before I talk about um, Bernardo Silva's goal and then um, the pure class and technique which he exhibited to bring down that goal beautifully, I want to highlight Raheem Sterling. I think he's he's hitting some really good form right now, and it's what a time for him to to be hitting form. Uh, he struggled at the start of the season, but he had a very good game that day. City themselves also hit with um, injuries and suspension, but they made light work because they went 2-0 up, and then um, Watkins got one for Aston Villa, and it was a really difficult game to see out. Fernandinho played in central midfield. Uh, there was no Gundogan, no Laporte, no um, can, no um, Carl Walker, no John Stones. <laughs> a little crisis for them, no KDB and no Foden, but um, the good news is that Jagrilish is back, he made a little a cameo appearance there, uh, a winning return to Villa Park, we must emphasize, uh, but it's going to be unfair if we don't talk about Bernardo Silva's technique to bring down that goal, drop shoulder and what, what a technique that is. Um, Pep Guardiola called him the best player in the league currently. I don't expect him to call someone else. He's his player, but, but is he the best player in the league? Argue is arguably the best player in the league. I've seen him put in 9 over 10 performances. So in so many big games this season, deciding games like against Liverpool, against Chelsea, against Manchester, and he was almost unplayable, I have to say. Almost unplayable. And the... I will not say the luck. I will say the way City have players who turn up when the likes of KDB and you know they are not around. Um, I think Pep must be really glad. He must be really glad to to have Bernardo in his team because not just the fact that he can play many positions, but that he can play them excellently. And when you have a player who can score that kind of goal. It's a really difficult goal. If you watch it, it looks very simple, but it's a, it's a very difficult goal. I've seen players balloon that sit outside the stadium or you know, maybe somewhere outside the environment of the stadium many, many times. But it's a difficult goal. And Bernardo's magic, of course, was what eventually gave City that victory. Everton versus Liverpool at Goodison. The fans had left, and some fans had left after 20 minutes when Liverpool went to nil up. I don't think Rafa Benitez is a problem at Everton. I think there's been lack of planning. It's one thing to have money. It's another thing to spend money. And then it's another thing to have money and spend money the right way. That is what Everton have not done so far. And they spent more than £500 million pounds under their current owner. But if you look at the team, they still look short of quality players. And then you ask, what have they or who have they been spending money on? They are another team who have been hit massively by injury throughout the months of 
um, November and October. They had so many injury concerns. I was surprised to see that Murray Gray uh, uh, start the game because he himself also was an injury concern but eventually got the goal that somehow brought Everton back into the game. But take a bow, Diego Jota, take a bow, you know, Henderson, take a bow, Mohamed Salah, who um, for many people is the player of the season so far. He's relentless. Mohamed Salah is relentless. His first goal was beautiful. The way he bent, you know, saw the angle. Everybody knew that that's what he was going to do. Even the goalkeeper, but he did it so beautifully. And Liverpool are on the bounce. I, I, I picked one on Liverpool. I don't know if I'm going to conclude by, by saying that they have found the balance in the team after the um, departure of Giordino Vijnaldum. Um, I, 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 I'm yet to see that. I, I think I'll test that in, in, in big games or in terms of their consistency. Thiago Alcantara, his quality has never been in doubt. Last season, which when he came in, there were so many injuries in the team that, and that affected him settling down. But is he the heir to, to Vijnaldum's throne? I think he's doing his part, but I still think they, they, they lack a lot of thrust from that midfield. Um, especially in those big games, I have to say. But it, this was a, a, a very good performance, Jordan Henderson. And he, he, the goals came pretty early, and he allowed um, Ewen Klopp to to you know, take off some players and give them some rest. Uh, Liverpool this weekend will be travelling to Wolves and hoping to keep the pressure on Chelsea. And for, for Leeds, they'll be up against Brentford, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Tottenham had a 2 0 victory over Brentford themselves. And uh, Tottenham, Anthony Conte, good goal. The first one was a no goal, the second one was scored by Son. And then there's the small matter, in quotes. My United against Arsenal. I've not since I've never seen such a bizarre goal. I've, you know, I've never seen, I've never I didn't know. I had to look up the rules. What do the what does the rule say? And the rules say that in that scenario the ball is a goal. It's a goal. And yes, it is a goal. Fred stepped on David De Gea. David De Gea was down. You've already seen the incident many times. But United rallied, got an equalizer. Bruno Fernandez, you know, on his um. 100th appearance. Uh, it was an impressive week in numbers. Can I highlight that? Yes, Pep Guardiola is 150th Premier League win. Um, Bruno Fernandes, 100 Premier League appearance and a goal and a win. And uh, Ronaldo got the remaining two for United. His 800 career goal. You've seen that all over social media. And his 801st career goal. Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, outstanding. Outstanding. Um, record in terms of his uh, goals, really, really outstanding. That game, the United win against Arsenal, um, meant that Mikel Arteta could and his men could not go into the top four, but they'll feel undone by the penalty. Some of them will say it was soft, others will want to accuse their big players of not stepping up. Pierre Miracle Bamayan didn't step up, he had a couple of chances, he did not bury. And if you are Teta, what will you do to your most consistent player over the past three years? I think it's to back him up publicly and privately to still back him up, but tell him that you need him to start scoring. 
I don't think he's putting him out of the team. He's going to lose a lot of confidence if he puts him out of the team. And then huge kudos to a lot of Arsenal young players, Emil Smith Rowe. We got that that <laughs> bizarre goal. They've been carrying the team so long. But I think Arsenal big their big players need to step up. They need to start um, being counted. Uh, they did not deserve to lose on the basis of on the basis of their their performance. But United the quality of players that United, despite the fact that you know the game was like um, an NBA playoff, you know, just end to end. United just edge because of the quality of their players. So Arsenal will feel hugely undone, and then um, they're in a better position than United, obviously in the league. Yeah, fit, and um, we'll be hoping to consolidate. But they've come up short against City, Chelsea, Liverpool, and United. Now I think they should have beaten United. Everybody's beating United. Why, why can't Arsenal? And for United themselves, that game was the end of the road for Michael Carrick. That's what he said at the end. Three matches. A win against Villarreal, a win against Arsenal, and then he drew against um, Chelsea. Let me lay that Chelsea. Oh, this is, I have to give this opinion because this is what I think about Michael Carrick leaving. Um, I think it's an emotional decision. Shouldn't have. I, I, I'm not, I cannot tell him what to do, but I think the decision is a little bit emotional. With all due respect to the managers he has worked under, he worked under Jose Mourinho and he also worked under Solskjaer. And I don't think he should turn down the opportunity to work under Reinach. Reinach is he's such a good manager, and, and imagine that you're going to be working under him, learning a lot, learning the modern style of pressing which you did not get to learn you know under Jose and under Ole so you could learn this and many more and still live on a high but he said partly his decision to leave was partly um, because Ole left oh that's so that's so emotional I have to say that's so emotional should he should he should he be going down that he's, he's going to follow his own path 15 years I liked him as a player, he was a good player, a really nice player for United. But he came really cheap from Tottenham. Um, so, um, Carrick has gone, but I don't think he should have. You know, in this game, you absorb as much as you want to because it's not always easy. The likes of um, the Atalanta manager, Gastorini, he had. You know, there was a time after he was sacked by Inter in 2010. I remember very well. Pep invited him to come and observe training at Barcelona. Imagine he turned that down. You, know, you learn things from people. Zizou, Zinedine Zidane, before he took over the Madrid job, Pep invited him to come and observe training at Bayern. So you, there is no way you, you walk away from the best, I have to say. With all due respect to Solskjaer, he's not in Pep's class. He's not in Ryan's class. You walk away from these people and you, you want to be there at the top. Being a gentleman, a, a, a fantastic gentleman, he's not going to give you a job at the top except you're a former player like Solskjaer is. With all due respect to him, oh, that's his time at United, 15 years and he's done. He did a fantastic job for them on an interim basis anyway. Um, Tottenham against Norwich United. Ryan's first game is going to be against Palace. Wow. The players prove they can press. Did they open to new ideas against Crystal Palace to how we're going to find out um, 
that's how it's gonna be uh, we have spent 20 minutes already but let me just just look around Syria ah and, and um, Atalanta had the four new victory over Venezia Venezia they are still fourth and then the games this weekend Milan who are second second bottom place Salimentana who are 20th uh, they should win that they should Milan should win that after you know recovering from their two uh, game which they lost and then they won uh, over the midweek they won by three goals nothing against Genoa Juventus will be the people taking about um, taking on Genoa right um, this weekend Juventus are seven and um, for Atalanta they have I think it's toughest game because they play league leaders Atalanta um, Napoli this weekend Jose Mourinho's AS Roma they were they will be taking on Inter Milan that is a big game it's third versus fifth it's a huge game AS Roma they did lose during the weekend yes they lost to Bologna that's where uh, I will leave you for now I don't always intend for the pot to be long uh, but the things have been really long today I had to just dwell on some 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 topics like the Bernardo's magic and um, Carrick leaving uh, and um, Chelsea having Lukaku back Thanks for listening, thanks for sharing, and thanks for dropping your message. Bye for now.